Folks, welcome back. It is train wreck tonight, 261. It's September 20th, 2022. The Bills are 2-0, coming off a huge win on Monday Night Football over uh, the Titans, over the general public as double-digit, you know, Vegas lines. It was everything a Bills fan could have dreamed of and more last night. So we have everything a Bills fan could dream of and more today. We have Josh Potter. We have Greg Thompson. We've got DeGenerate Al. We've got myself. And we're going to get to the bottom of one thing. Did Dan Orlovsky fart on national television? Stay tuned. Your sponsor, the place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor. Let's go. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown Where pink flamingos grow Diet soda flows and what you take Magically regenerates On supermarket shelves The ovens clean themselves You don't pay the tab till the last drop So we all ride for nothing Cause this train never stops Let's get in here and let the good vibes roll. We got Degenerate Al. You know his ugly mug from all across the block in Cheektowaga. You got Greg Thompson from Cover One. He's just a handsome man and you love to see him on the timeline and making his train wreck debut. He's not related to Harry, but he is here with some absolute wizardry. It's Josh Potter of the Josh Potter Show. It's Victory Tuesday, gentlemen. Go Bills, baby. Let's go. God damn it. Go feels Bills, good. baby. It's uncharted territory. I was sitting there last night, and I don't know how to act. Folks, welcome to Trainwreck Tonight 261, Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case, and let's get right into it. Of course, welcome our guests, Josh Potter and Greg Thompson. We'll learn more about them along the road as we go, but we got to talk about where we are right now. Victory Tuesday. Bills dominate the Titans 41-7. I'm going to kick it off, guys. The thing that stuck out to me the most, and I talked about it today, 7-7 game goes absolutely sideways. It's something you really only see in like a big college matchup. You know, when a, when a coordinator figures something out from above, you rarely see a primetime matchup with what? 30 plus on, un, 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 you know, unscored points from the other side. Insane Al. Oh my God. I mean, you're talking a game where by the third quarter with three minutes left that both backup quarterbacks were in and it turned into like a preseason game where it was a bunch of vanilla offense and just, running the football on national television on ESPN. Greg, I've, I don't know when the last time that's happened on a Monday night football game. 
No, it was crazy to, to be able to sit there and watch. I literally kept saying it out loud. I'm like, it's only the third quarter. Like, I, I don't, what is going to happen? I don't understand how they're going to manage this and to go through and just to have that tidal wave keep crashing was just incredible. And, and like you said, uncharted territory is a, a great way to put it. I was tearing up the whole time. I mean, it was majestic. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and I mean, it's funny that, you almost forgot who we played maniac. Cause I almost did too. I was like, who was the other team? I don't even, they didn't do anything the whole time. So, I mean, it was brilliant considering they were the number one seed in the AFC last year. That's crazy to me. And I was crying. I was wishing I was at the Ralph the entire time. I think there's a lot of spots. You can start with this game. Uh, you can talk about the dominant defense. You can talk about the Allen and Diggs connection, which really proved any like, you know, there, there was maybe a little hole to poke in maybe down the stretch of last season, you know, in the playoffs, you know, when maybe they weren't connecting as much. Davis was getting more of the reps, but they clearly showed last night with their band. But the thing that stuck out to me, it was what Degenerate Al said. It was almost the preseason vibe of the final 20 minutes. And I got to start you off with this first clip I saw. I mean, taking taking the selfies with the fans during the game. Are you guys <laughs> that, like the Bills are going to put a target on their back with this kind of disrespect? It's literally like SEC school versus Southwest directional state. Like it, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Southwest be... directional state. We've learned that those are real. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. Shocking amount of them. Yeah, especially in like Missouri, for some reason, there's a lot of them there. But yeah, it, it's interesting to see. And I think you hear all the right things in the postgame press conferences that they know what they're doing, but that they're talking about their goal is not to come out and to just play well. Von Miller himself said the goal is to come out and dominate and that that's what their goals are. That's what their expectations are. They yep. know they have a target on their back. They know they're the hunted. So I think that kind of help levels that out that when you're expecting every team to come in and give you their best shot. And it's, you know, we'll talk about it later. It's their Super Bowl. You know, that's the, the way that you're prepared for it. So it's not coming as a shock that, oh, we didn't think you were going to play your best. They know what to expect. Yeah. If and, it, I was going to say, if anything, as a, if there's one thing that I can complain about this game at all, it's the fact as a Josh Allen fantasy owner that he didn't finish and get 400 <laughs> touchdowns. That's about the only thing I can complain about. And guys, as as a co-owner in that regard, I I need Josh Allen's average to be on a per quarter basis because I don't want to see that he averages (laughs) 40 points per game when clearly if he had played the whole game, he probably would have gotten to the 50s. Al? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, Greg, like you mentioned, Von Miller's comments after the game. This team, it oddly reminds me of a few years ago with Nate Oates and UB. Be careful what you wish for. Seek and destroy all of those like... Just beat everyone in your path because you know you have a target on your back. Don't and, blink. And don't blink. Yeah. And that's and that's what they're doing right now. I, I mean, the whole time, GM Smokey, my brother, we were going, just pour it on, pour it on, don't stop. And yeah, they sure did that last night. When you saw, a, yeah, go ahead, Greg. You, you saw it the day before when you have three historic comebacks. Like, what better ammo to give? the coaches on the sideline to say, Hey, you know, we can't take our foot off the gas. And that it, it, it made it easier when the other team pulled their quarterback first, where all of a sudden then it becomes much simpler to be able to go through and say, Oh, all right. If they're not going to try to come back, I guess we can dial it back. But you know, having it get to that point, like you said, three minutes left in the third quarter is literally unprecedented. I don't remember the last I've seen that. 
As someone that's seen uh, Lamar Jackson recently, I'm just trying to think of some other examples. Malik Willis has some speed, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely does not have the arm uh, ability that they want yet, but my goodness, he was moving around fast in that field. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into it and continue. So we'll continue on with this uh, preseason theme, by the way. And again, the memes, we're talking about the telecast and everything. I mean, this was just nonsensical <laughs> from Dorsey. I mean, like, how much <laughs> is there to break down here? First off, like, everything's got to be filed in the right way. Like, okay, I want to make sure my folder's all neat. Okay, it's 11.52. I'm stopping at Tim Hortons for a muffin on the way home. I mean, there's a lot going on here. What, what were your thoughts when you saw it, Al? This, this clip right here? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. It's just uh, the, the, the clips with Dorsey over the past, what, couple weeks? So what was the last one he called himself, like, a psychopath or something? Yeah. I mean, anyone who had worries about this guy going into the year, you should just feel perfectly fine at this point. I mean, I mean, you see what Dable's obviously doing with the Giants. Clearly, this guy has done an incredible job being his predecessor and doing an awesome job here in Buffalo, Greg. Well, and it's obviously, you know, it reminds me of like those moments where like, yeah, I finished the test early and I don't need to sit here for the rest yeah, of class. I'm, absolute I'm, you vibes. Know, like I know that there's technically 10 minutes left here, but you know, I'm good. So I'm going to just go ahead and head out I, on a serious note. I was, I kept bringing up over the off season that I understood there was a high bar of Dorsey replacing Dable and that it wasn't a guarantee, but I didn't like that. All of the discussion, especially analysts and writers, were talking about that the range was anywhere from a huge disappointment to could he be almost as good? How big was the drop-off? It was never any possibility that even if unlikely, it's possible that he's as good or better. Like That is in the range of possible outcomes Mm -hmm. here. It's weird that we're only talking about the fact of how far of a drop-off is it? How big of an issue is it? And I think we've seen early on, at minimum, it's not an issue. I think uh, Greg's right. Definite, like, wait till the bell vibes from Ken Dorsey on that bad boy. And also, who are we going to get for offensive coordinator next year when Denver hires Ken Dorsey (laughs) to be their head coach? Wait, real quick hot take on that. I think (laughs) we are going to benefit from the fact that he is not your atypical Dan Campbell, Mike Vrabel, Alpha, because NFL owners are super basic in that approach. That I want that guy that gives me that that super confident feeling. And like yep. he says, um, a lot in his interviews, and he kind of has a nasally weird voice, and he doesn't give off like a super ultra confident vibe to him. And I think it's going to end up unfairly screwing him in interviews, and we're going to get a longer runway than we deserve from a man who's clearly brilliant. So you're saying I should build a shrine to Mike Tressman, thanking him for that. Uh, Yeah, yes. But Mark Tressman saved us. Okay, cool. Mike McDaniel, don't ruin it now. I was just going to, he's the one who gives me the the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Seriously, there's a lot of heebie-jeebies coming from over there. But no, that's a great point. Uh, Yeah, Dorsey obviously does come off a little uh, different. But yeah, and let's face it. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Think about this. What about Frank Reich, though, offensive coordinator next year when he's So I heard someone propose that that could be a trade, (laughs) that they take him as uh, head coach in Indy and we end up getting Reich back as OC. Literally love it, love it. Yeah, and let's face it. In my opinion, it's the the tried and true. Nothing better than getting a head coach who is just fired as, like, a coordinator. I feel like the stress level and the responsibility level is so much less that it's, you know, simple to excel. And obviously, that's why they became a head coach 
in the first place. We've talked about it a little bit already here on Trainwreck Tonight 261. By the way, we see you out there in the chat. We see you on their Twitter. Make sure you're hopping along on YouTube. Get in the comments. Ask, you know, Greg questions. Ask Josh about some of his crazy guests over on the Josh Potter show. Okay, folks? <laughs> well, let's see. Oh, we got to get down to we got to get down to business here. First off, real quick, I know we're talking about the game, so let's jump topics real quick. Um, obviously, throughout the game, there was a lot of good. Uh, the one, you know, the bad area that stood out the most, uh, unfortunately, was injuries. Uh, we had a number of players go down throughout the year. Or, sorry, throughout the game. Uh, first uh, and foremost, if I can get it right here, I got Twitter pinwheeling on me. Don't pinwheel. Uh, we got Dean Jackson. Oh, my God. Hide the DMs. Oh, oh, my. Oh, oh. Wow. Good, good, sent good. a photo. Someone sent a photo. Damn it. No, luckily, luckily I scanned them. Nothing too badly released there. Uh, but all glory to God uh, from DJX. So nice to see this. The my, my knee jerk reaction to this is basically this is the equivalent of the thumbs up on Twitter. We don't know exactly what's going on yet. Yep. Obviously, we don't have, you know, a, a severity level. Um, you know, uh, Poyer was talking today that he talked to both of them, uh, you know, via text or communication, saw both yeah. of them. Uh, they were indicated they were doing okay, but obviously need to slow things down while we're going. Um, obviously good to see, uh, you know, Jackson on Twitter. I, I guess it's like a weird thing to say. Not something I would have imagined, you know, anyone would be saying about an athlete 10 to 15 years ago. But, I mean, how do you deal with this, guys? I mean, obviously Bill's conditioning, Bill's injuries, they've been very fortunate the past two to three years. Is this something that's maybe overdue? Like, I hate to say it, like knocking on wood? Or, or, I mean, is there anything you could even do about this? I mean, to start, if you look at Jackson and Hyde, those are more flukier injuries, right? I mean, you got Edmonds taking out Jackson, which is just ridiculous. And obviously obviously the Hyde thing, too. That's That was one thing where you, you didn't expect that at all. But the craziest one was the Jordan Phillips. Just all-out sprinting. I mean, was he going after Tannehill at that point, just trying to get that final block? But who was the tweet today, Greg? I think you might have retweeted or quote-tweeted like the sniper getting, tweet, right? Getting taken out by a sniper. Oh, I mean, that was God. that was ridiculous. But the the thing that we talked about that win last night, you did it with no Oliver, you did it with no Gabe Davis, and you did it with no Tre'Davious White. Like it's next man up with this team. But yeah, short week going to Miami. Hopefully you get Oliver and settle back. Maybe Gabe Davis. I mean, Greg, what's your most nervous thing right now with these Bills injuries? Um, obviously, it's concern. And, and I think yeah. getting that message from Dane, that was the only, all the rest of them. I didn't think there was any like serious consideration, even if it's a like a serious hammy for uh, Jordan Phillips. You're still talking two or three weeks. You're not talking anything that impacts the season runway of anything. But obviously, Dane Jackson was terrifying in the moment to, to not know what was going on and we all saw the the bit of movement and then the weird interaction with Haskins where he kind of moved his helmet afterwards thinking he was laying on the ball um and that that was a dangerous scenario so getting that removed and now removing that you know anxiety I I felt like Ed Oliver and Gabe Davis and Tim Settle were all in that situation where well if it was a playoff game they probably could have gone but since it, it isn't and you know now, in hindsight, I didn't want to say it out loud, but I kind of think we could hit, take care of Tennessee without those guys. I'd rather be conservative here. I, I think it's going to be like that this year where they built this depth that we're not going to roll the dice. We're not going to push the envelope. We're not going to force guys to be like, hey, we really need you to come out here. May, maybe you push it a little bit, Kansas City, because you're going into the bye. But beyond that, there's no reason to. You built the deepest roster in the NFL for a reason we have guys like, you know, Cam Lewis sitting there inactive. Shaq Lawson wasn't even game day active week one. You had Brandon Bryan on the practice squad. You have Isaiah Hodgins on the practice squad. Guys who you can bring up 
that are NFL caliber players and can fit in. And when you have 17, it, it's, it's, you know, that, that cures a lot of ills when you're back there. So it is an obstacle. It is a concern. We've had, you know, some of it is prevention. Some of it is top end medical technology. Some of it's luck and that can always go the other way. So we need to make sure, you know, the prevention things don't stop ACLs and broken bones. Um, but you know, it seems like we we passed that first test last night with Dane Jackson. It is an obstacle, but I I don't see anything in the current ones that are a concern for me long term. I think it was crazy. I mean, the fact, and I can say this now that we know he's okay. Um, it was good to see the Bills be able to watch that happen. Obviously, they commented how emotional everybody was in that moment and for them to continue playing at such a high intensity or maybe use that to inspire them was nice to see. I mean, even in the audience, people were, I mean, everyone's got like Kevin Everett PTSD when they see that ambulance come out under Ralph Wilson stadium, it's the same kind of vibes and everyone kind of, I even was like shutting down. So I can't imagine how it was like to be on that field. Yeah. Tweets from Ryan Chazier, things like that. Like the, the immediate thoughts were scary. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, you're Kevin Everett. I mean, yeah, you can remember being at that home opener. Uh, so, right. yeah, it's, you know, 14 years later, 15 years later, we were just talking about that. But, yeah, obviously scary. Good notion to see. And, obviously, this is why you have the depth. This is why you're talking those names. This is why they're showing their, their changing depth charts over on cover one every other day throughout June <laughs> and July. Because you need to know when guys go down throughout the season, who's going to step in and who's going to make some noise. So just two more things on this game because I know, listen, this is the funny thing. You could do uh, any Bills podcast could do like, you know, a couple hours on this game. It was just such a great game. Yeah. We got to talk about this though. Wait, no, did I get the sound up? Oh, I didn't get the sound up. That's me. That's me. That's all me. I'm going to take that one. Share system audio. Okay. You see these guys hit Reggie Gilliam first TD? Oh, Reggie Gilliam right there. Well, not. Oh, that's only cool. a 10 spot, but the reaction's oh, great. Oh my god, that's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> what was the odds? I couldn't yeah, see. I was like, what did it pay? I couldn't see. 70 it. to 1 first oh, touchdown. Oh, wow. Yeah, we can't forget yeah. Meer Meerkat got him at 65 to 1. Yep, Meerkat oh, got him at 65 oh, nice. as well. So, yeah, That's I mean, awesome. obviously a great, great item to sprinkle on. You see him. You yep. see him. I love how the one guy goes like, uh, have him run an out route <laughs> right before he ran a screen. <laughs> it was just hysterical. Um, but, and we've, you know, I know we've talked a lot of jokes on this show, guys. Okay. Um, but real quick, train arc tonight, 261. Um, it is time to get serious real quick. And we got to break down. Um, did Dan Orlovsky fart on TV yesterday? I think it's a fact. I think it's pretty much. I mean, I think that this is a judge, jury, and executioner situation. Um, but hold on, let's see if I can bring this well, up hey, real quick. What that before you show the clip? Yeah. Like, yes. What caused him to stop talking? Well, here's okay. I want to talk real quick. So I, I've I've viewed this clip two times in its in its full thing. It's nine seconds, so that's a lot of internet time. I've watched this clip twice. Now that I've watched it twice. I think that something caused Dan Orlovsky to drop his microphone or the microphone moved or something slipped out where he wasn't able to talk correctly into the microphone anymore. When he was, whether whether he's leaning over to pick up the microphone or something and like do that, that's clearly when the fart happened. But let's just let the, let's just let well, the Well, correct me if I'm it. wrong. Does he not sneeze? 
there, before the fart because too. he almost yeah, had I, I a think... double pipe classic where he a double pipe classic a DPC fart. Yeah, that's he where you burp DPC and fart on, at the He pulled a DPC on MNF on ESPN. But he sneezed and farted, which I've done plenty of times, which is less of an accomplishment. But I think the sneeze made him drop it. The big, the big change is the commitment to running the football. Now, so you don't have the sneeze in there. The big, the yeah, you can't, is the you commitment can't to running the, the football. The, the fart the, is almost comical. It's, yeah, it's, like it's almost fake. Like, it's so pronounced and so obvious. It's almost fake. But do we have any confirmation that he actually dropped the mic? Well, I, I tell you, if, no, he, no, if no, you have the clip, I saw the, the clip before. That's just my theory because he stops talking for three seconds before he farts. Well, I saw the clip, that the, the, the speech before he farted. Like, if you watch the tape before that, he's talking, he sneezes, and then you can hear everything kind of, like, fall all over the place. So it was And then sneeze? he farts. There was a sneeze. Oh, I thought he just, like, had, like, really bad, got gassy, heartburn, whatever it was. And, and just, just paused him. He just couldn't, he couldn't talk anymore. And then, he just, and then he's like, you know what? I got to let it out. This is it. Like, I don't know. That, that's the only thing that comes up. It was just very weird, uncomfortable. The I'll way DM he, you the uh, entire clip. If you want, okay, if you can pull right. it up, oh, button. Oh, yeah. is it so? Is this the Potter cut similar to the Snyder yes. cut? Yes, this is League? longer. Yes, exactly. Guys, we do have rare breaking news for the Bills uh, as we're live right now. Um, I'm seeing yeah. it from Joe Biscaglia via press release here. Uh, Bills O line Bobby Hart has been suspended by NFL for one game, so Bills lose their heart he for one game. The Titans coach in the tunnel and which him one? In the head. Oh, here we go. Really? We got we got a let we got yeah we got the letter here. Yeah, as both teams were heading to the tunnel, you walked directly across the field to seek out your opponent. You approached him near the end zone, and a coach had to hold you back as others shook hands. Once you and your opponent were in the end zone near the tunnel, you confronted him and immediately swung at him with a closed fist, striking the head of a Tennessee coach. Oh, my God. This only gets you one game, by the way. I was just going to say. Like, like, what, what, what is preventing any depth player from just being pissed and going like after somebody? Oh, I mean, Mike Evans like, only got one game. Yeah. The NFL yeah. is kind of crazy with its own suspensions. I mean, point like, you know, like. I clearly you only get Donald four if you hit your wife. What, like, so you might like as if you're well a only Bengals get one fan, for a coach. <laughs> if you're a Bengals fan, you had an open practice with Aaron Donald, and he swung a helmet, like multiple helmets or whatever, at your players, and just nothing happened. Like that's kind of like the Wild West, I, and I get it. Like it's just, I, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, it's just it's just boggling these suspensions. So, or however they do them out. Yeah. But we got no heart. We get we're gonna need that depth. So needless <laughs> to say. I mean, you know, we'll have it on Crowd Assist. Make sure you check out Cover One as well. Yep. They will have it covered. We'll be up to date over there. We'll be up to date. But obviously, folks, about being up to date, it is Miami week. Before we get to that, you're getting ready for this week. You're getting ready for Miami. You're getting ready for the end of September. It's not October fest yet, 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 uh, October fest yet, folks. So make sure you're getting to the place to buy a case. Outlet Liquor. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? We are rolling along. Hey, Maniac, I had one, one quick thing for, for the three of you guys. I know we talked about real quick injuries being the b biggest obstacle, you know, to the Bills the rest of the year. If and just real quick answer, Greg, Josh, Maniac, what is the one thing to you other than injuries 
that can stop this team? Because I got my answer. Just curious to hear your guys' first. I'll go first or, since they're probably yeah. going to be more thoughtful. Injuries on the defense have not affected anything. So I can't even, like, look over to the defense side. They lost Trey White. You know, they've lost some Literally just the offensive line and the continuity they've had there. They've had success so far early in this season. I think that, that when they keep Josh protected in any form, it does not need to be an amazing game, but just literally any form, any momentary protection, any consistency from the O-line is key for me going forward. I have a fear of a Mighty Ducks 2 scenario happening, what with us being on the national broadcasts all the time and not hidden at one o'clock on Sunday. And Josh Allen all of a sudden becomes like Gordon Bombay in that film and loses his way because he's doing photo shoots and he's a big celebrity and we're going to need like a big moment to come back around. I have that fear every time they start talking about him being the face of the league about any of that stuff. That's just Buffalo small mindedness, I think, in my head, like I just always have that fear of the national spotlight. But um, yeah, that's my thing. I think that's a magnificent, totally thing. possible. And just real quick, Greg, <laughs> I can totally see like the turning point being like when Josh like signs like a twenty million dollar deal with like a ranch dressing company or something, and he realizes like, what have I become? Like that's like his turning point in like November, and then and then we go oh, on our playoff. Yes, yes, like that's a, that's his low moment. It's magnificent. Like I, I feel inadequate following that amazing analogy. Um, I, I guess it would be you know I, I think we kind of passed it in the first week with it being Cooper Cup and uh, you know Allen Robinson but i guess maybe the youth in the secondary and that you know i finding out this coming week here if they're not as you know if they're not playing as well as we think they are as rookies i i guess that could be a, a piece of it but honestly besides injuries it, it's genuinely hard to find of okay. a, a legitimately concerning flaw Okay, I was actually shocked that none of, none of you would say this, but the one that I was thinking of, and nothing too major last night, just a couple things that came around, but I was going to say McDermott and coaching and some game management things. Just a couple small things last night. Um, I thought the the challenge was, I, I was even in my seats wondering, like, that player had to somehow touch his foot on the ground. There's no way his I liked, foot went I from what... the challenge live from Section 242. Because hey, my thinking what? was they were calling a timeout no matter what. So that's that's first, where my head was. was. You might and, as well and do with, it. And with the fact that nowadays you're getting scoring plays and turnovers challenged, you really, like you're, you're, the days of needing to win two challenges and really having that third be valuable are kind of over. I also love Knock that we wood. always go for it on fourth down. That, like... I feel like we're playing yep. a video game. It's the best. And they're the, making them jump or whatever, but we rarely kick, and that's awesome. You want to know how much really know we're in a video game? Is Not only are we going for it on fourth and one, but it'll be like second and two, third and one, fourth and one, and we'll be in shotgun every single time. Yes. Yeah. And that's, just no, that, see, that, that's, that's Dorsey's lunacy right there. I'll take it. That's, the, that's what I wanted to bring up, too, the, the two other random plays here when, when it was fourth down. The first one was when it was fourth and one, and I, don't, I mean, from the stands maniac, when the offense just looked completely lost. Okay, should have taken like, a timeout. Yeah, exactly. I thought a timeout, no doubt, should have been taken there. You, you, like 13, 14 seconds. Allen's like that. No idea what's going on. The play was awful. We turned it over on downs. And then the other one was when... I'm trying to think. So Allen got was in the, the jump. Fourth they down called... scramble play where he, no, where he ran no. around and threw it back right, which was like no. absurd. <laughs> Allen, the first time, gets in the jump. Then they call a false start on us. 
Right. Which was, I'm like, come on. Then the second time, Allen gets them to jump again by the goal line, and McDermott calls timeout so it doesn't so right. it, it offsets. Just little things. Like I said, guys, it's very nitpicky, but sure. over the over the past, what, few seasons? I'm not trying to bring up certain things that happened last year, but that's the one thing I feel like in a big, close game, could there be a crit- another critical error again? How about a shout-out to Sam Martin for a very legendary first punt as a Buffalo oh, Bill? Do we but, have a knuckleball now? Dude needs to change his number. You cannot be number eight, my man. That, as a punter, come on. That is Brian Mormon. I mean, what do we? We got to give him a new number. He's got to pave his own legacy. That's kind of that's kind of on the front office and and the ownership to me. Like, yeah. I mean, he's NFL a new guy equipment. coming in. Like, you got to let that guy know. Like, yo, by the way, there was a guy ten years ago who like everyone fucking loves and like. Yeah, yeah. He was kind Ring of, of honor. Man. Yeah, he, he he was four for four passing in his career. So maybe you should. If there's a number to retire in the last twenty years, it's number eight. If you ask me, I won't stand for that. Kyle Williams, you know, Kyle oh, Williams, sure, Lee Evans, but, uh, but it, you know, Mormon be on the list. He'd be on the list. Yeah, oh yeah. But let's face it, you don't need Will Smith to get slapped around right now because it is welcome to Miami. This was <laughs> this was because of the way that Miami finished their game on Sunday. There, I've never seen more chatter amongst Bills fans about a game like the next week while while there was still a game. I've never seen. It. I was almost yeah. almost to the point where I was frustrated on the internet, yeah. gentlemen. Um, but with that said, yeah, they're fired up. I don't blame them. Um, I'll talk about it right now. I'll say it. Um, Josh Allen's dominated the Dolphins. Clearly, <laughs> these fans are fed up. They have a good team start. They have a. They just went and yeah. bought the top receiver in free agency. Had a great game in their comeback. And yeah, they're clearly fired up and they're ready to go. I would not be shocked, surprised at all to see Miami leading this game in the second or third quarter for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they're going to be fired up in South Beach. Yeah, I think a couple of reasons for all the hype. One, obviously, the comeback last week. Two, once again, ESPN get off all those shows. Can't stop talking about Miami. Yeah, it, this always happens, I feel like. And, you know, the game this Sunday on the short week when I was walking out of the game yesterday, I was like, we're bitching and complaining about the injuries. And I'm like, okay, then maybe this is the game that Allen needs to outscore to it. That's that's really what it really what it comes down to, especially if we get a guy like Gabe Davis back on the road like okay, we just put up 41 at home on Monday night football, why can't we go do it again? Why can't we outscore to it? That's what it comes down to me, Greg. Well, and it's you know, it, I like that there's a lot of attention. I like uh so Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal had this is their marquee matchup for the week. This is, you know, kind of the number one game. You have people already complaining that it's not the Romo and Nance game. Uh, in, in being able to go that route. It's still something where I, I need to see Miami be able to competitively play Josh Allen to believe that it's possible. It's you know the, the same idea that Bills fans would always build up what was going on and why this was the year we were going to show Brady and we were going to be able to do it. And that there were plenty of games where it got close here and there, but ultimately there was a reason that Patriots fans didn't see them as a didn't see us as a rival, didn't see it there because a hammer isn't a rival with a nail. You don't concern yourself with those kind of things. And that being able to go through, I understand that the Dolphins look good and I'm excited for that, but they also gave up 38 points in their game. And the, the first game was against the Patriots and that you looked at those plays, I, multiple of those lollipop deep passes. I literally said, I'm like, well, Micah Hyde wouldn't let that go to that point to be able to get there. So 
you know, those crazy blown coverages, poor communications. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle scare the bejesus out of me. They are unbelievably fast. I don't think we're going to shut them out. I don't think we're going to keep them from scoring. I do think it's going to be a 38-24 kind of game, but I'll believe they can beat Josh Allen when I see it. I like that the Dolphins are kind of fun again because it reminds me of when I was a little kid, you know, the rivalry between Kelly Marino. It's better when we're rivals with the Dolphins than when we're rivals with the Patriots, or at least in our own minds. So I hope that we can rekindle that. And maybe I think that because the Dolphins never were really a threat when we were little kids. We just beat them in the playoffs every time Marino was could never get there. And maybe I feel that way about them still. They're our little brother. You know, we went through the JP Lossman, Cleo Lemons of the world. We did all that together. And now we're out the other side and we're still scruffing them on the head, you know? So I like it when the Dolphins are better than the Patriots. And I hope that they can be the, the new AFC East rival for the next few years and we can get over this Belichick nonsense. I'm definitely excited that their fans are clearly fired up. They were talking about it during the week one matchup. You know, you saw that one clip of those two Miami fans. uh, But at the same time, Greg, (laughs) I'm I'm in your boat until I see them do something against Josh Allen or make Josh Allen look bad. I mean, I just have a hard time fearing them again. Could they win? Of course. I mean, I think both teams, um, you know, relatively to what they've done in the second half of both games have started both their games slow. Uh, So you get a slow start on the road in Miami. That could obviously be troublesome. But I'll just tell you, uh, I think you said it, Greg. Uh, they were down in that Baltimore game for a reason. Uh, Tua made, I think it was a couple of sketchy throws uh, into coverage. And again, I know you've plugged you. It almost sounds like a joke. But I think when, you know, the cover one boys are looking at some of Tua's decision making, uh, there's going to be an opportunity for McDermott and Frazier uh, to scheme something up as they have oh, in yeah. the past. And again, you're going to always have Allen against that Miami defense. I, I saw Xavier Howard drop a pick six. Again, like I know yeah. that this is like, Uh, You know, he's a great corner, and I'm sure PFF has some great numbers on him. But when I watch him not make plays as a $20 million cornerback, I mean, I'm just not that fearful. And I know that the Bills obviously have a variety of weapons. So, again, it's very interesting to see, and it's it's great to see because, obviously, uh, I think we'd all – does anyone not think that this is Miami's Super Bowl right now at this point? To me, this is almost synonymous with 2019 Bills-Patriots Week 4. Bills are 3-0. Going into the Patriots, you know, could this be the year that we uh, take him out? Crazy, bizarre game, by the way, with Allen getting hurt. The the McDermott defense basically stifled Brady virtually all day because they had a punt block for a touchdown and they had a couple other interstate. Like, I think Allen yep. threw two interceptions in the first quarter uh, and they held Brady. I believe it was under 21 points that day. Um, mm. So, yeah, with all that. Um, but, yes, again, same thing. Dolphins looking to make noise again. They've been decent the last couple of years, decent enough to potentially make noise, but obviously Allen has been a father figure as far as these statistics are concerned. <laughs> uh, so very interesting to see that. Yep. But uh, anyway, do we want to make any predictions or do we want to enjoy the rest of this victory Tuesday and leave it out? I think uh, one uh, like sort of nebulous prediction, the bills fans who go down to Miami to watch this game. If there are any, be careful. These tailgaters, they look like they're fun at first, but it turns sinister. I'm telling you, they light cars on fire. They're all over the place. They're vandalizing. It gets dicey. It's not the same jolly old fun that we have. You know what I'm saying? It may look like it at first, so just be careful. Now that they're back, my parents, I remember back in the 90s, they got beer thrown on them, everything like that. So just look out. That's all I'm saying. Have your heads on a swivel. Maniac, did you hear producer Burst is crossing transit and going to this game? 
Are you kidding me? He must be taking no. He must be taking a different route where he doesn't have to cross transit. He's taking like a, a British Airways connecting flight through London. Bro, I cannot believe he's going. He's going to this game with his dad. I can't wait to that I'm producer sure. Burr's cars. Maybe a live Burr's on the Rocks review uh, from South yeah. Beach. Love to see that. I'm sure. I'm sure some nba athlete is releasing a drink in miami this weekend so someone can <laughs> uh you can go get one somewhere um all right so we'll be obviously keep it tuned there um guys rest of the weekend obviously anything stick out for you guys uh it was a little weird with the bills not playing a lot of crazy nfl action uh, anything stick out to you gents yeah i mean the one thing for me i actually met uh alex tuck at southern tier on sunday and just a real down-to-earth guy. I spotted him. I'm like, how can I say something to this guy? You know, introduce myself. You know, tell him this train never stops. And I saw him sneak off to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, this is it. I got this. And there's that bathroom on the second floor of Southern uh, Audience like, note, Al does, Al does all his business in the bathroom. It's like his <laughs> golf course. And, yeah, he went. I'm like, this is it. This is my time. So I waited out by the bar area. He came out. And just such a cool, down-to-earth dude. Um you know, was very excited to potentially, you know, come on train wreck sometime and just literally just talking Bill Sabres, his prediction. And I don't know if you guys saw the video of him. Couldn't yesterday. believe that. Could not believe that Instagram story. He was just literally being a Johnny Everyman in the front of like gate five. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's like, that's, that reminds me of like Brad Curtis doing an Instagram yes, story. Just like saying, you could have hey, placed hey. any, that, that was the thing. You could have placed any single person on your Instagram feed where Alex Tuck was and it wouldn't have been any different. Which is that absurd, considering you know how well he played last year and how well, obviously, uh, we're hoping for those Sabers. Yep. Gotta yeah. love having such a lovable leader, to like kind of grow and develop yeah. in in the way that he is. Couldn't ask for more in, in the way that 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 trade turned on the return he's created. I, I had an epiphany this weekend that is going to speak to to Al's heart, um, and I want you to share it amongst the people. The Buffalo Bills are going to be a cheat code in gambling this year. And the reason is we've seen it historically in the same way that the 07 Patriots were and the historic run that uh, Manning had not only with the Colts, but also with the Broncos. And the reason that it runs into an issue is there's a an artificial ceiling that the books run into where you can only make the line so big until all of a sudden there's like a weird anxiety they're like well if we go 14 and a half then all the sharps are going to pound us so we can't do that we got to keep it here because otherwise we're going to do this and that and i guarantee that over the stretch of this season this buffalo bills team is going to beat the spread far more than they're not even though we are going to see outlandish spreads. We are going to see 17s and 18s, and I think there's going to be a 20 this year. And they're still wow. going to beat those spreads because of what we've seen here. And it won't be 20 and 0. It won't be that we beat the spread every single game. They're going to yep. have a, an egg here or there. But on the whole, this Bills team is going to be a cheat code because of the way that the the – the mechanism is of setting those lines that they're going to be afraid to push the envelope, but that the actual talent gap is not equivalent to where their comfort level is. And I think there's going to be a bunch of bills fans that make a bunch of money this year. Oh boy. That's exciting news for me. I, uh, I got to tell you, I've done bills money line in the over every week for like a decade. So now that it's like turning and I, now I'm fine. I'm betting the spread because 
I just am like, well, I have Play to. It's points. better odds. Yeah, I have to anyways. It's like minus 500. I've never seen a Bills money line <laughs> minus 500 in my entire life. It used to be awesome when you'd bet because the money line would be plus 500. I want to – Josh Allen won me money for the first time. It was plus four something. And the, I bet the over with a two when he hurtled over. Yes, exactly. When he hurtled over uh, Daniil Hunter, I believe it was. And uh, I've been on that train ever since for sure. And so now I'm doing spreads and it's crazy. But I uh, I have to make one observation. No matter how much you desire to watch Red Zone all day long, even if you sleep only one hour and take a three-ride train ride to get back to your apartment, you will fall asleep and ruin it anyways. So... That was my observation over the weekend, and I did wake up to a lot of the ties, uh, so I got to see the ends of the games, but I don't know how they got there. And I think it was, I think, Greg, I think you brought it up about how someone was saying they could, like, wish this, or they, they could flex this game already for Bills Dolphins. I mean, look at the week three slate. Like, it's weird being, like, a really great team now, a Super Bowl favorite, and you look around, it's like, I don't want to watch any of these games. Yeah, the primetime ones aren't great either. They're horrendous. Yeah. yeah. It's a weirdly like, bad week. It's just, I don't know. And I was looking even back at week two at some of these games, and it's just weird having this outlook where you're the like the Patriots. Were. How, how did the Patriots feel for 20 years watching Red Zone? <laughs> oh, like we're, we're going to find out. Like, this is it. Yeah, this is, this is the year. This is what we are now the obnoxious condescending snobby yep. fans it's going to be great just let it wash over yep. you just accept it and, and we will we will just ride into our new faith yeah and I, I thought it was hilarious i was watching get up this morning i turned it on eight o'clock and hey first 11 minutes are about the eagles not even about us i love it <laughs> we're staying hey, we're the super bowl favorite but let's talk about the eagles being super bowl contenders in the nfc first where you talk well about one the of the stuff. tweets that went viral was that tweet where it was about oh the infrastructure can't handle a I was just Bills eagles super bowl yeah. it's like the eagles are anointed already because they're two and oh i mean yeah. like you beat the lions yeah like, granted it's... listen last night good win i actually did like the vikings last night in the two and a half points on the road so oh sure i'll, I'll take Same. that al but yeah come on let's but all it uh, makes this this is the week of the nfl where you go is this team good or is this team bad? And now it's like, it flips it on its ear. Now we go like, well, we're, we need one more game to find out. Yep. Are the Vikings even good or are the Packers that bad? Are, yep. you know. Is yeah, this the an Giants auto- are undefeated too. Settle down, Eagles. Right. Uh, oh, I was going to say, you want to talk about a team that like, what the hell is even going on? The Giants yeah. could be <laughs> yeah. 11 and six and win the division and they could easily, in my mind, still be seven and nine. No question. Right. Yeah. Is this the auto week we fade the Eagles? Hmm. They're they're mi- they're minus six and a half at Washington. Carson Wentz, some sneaky uh, we'll sneaky uh, backdoor and, and that backdoor is wide open. Commanders yeah. down ten. Wentz driving. You know you know how it goes. Uh-huh. Let, uh-huh. Let's face it. And just getting back to these primetime games, the NFL is Game of Thrones. It's all about Sundays, and you have to try hard to screw it up. And that's basically you know what these primetime games are doing this weekend. Yeah, you should be able to flex it, but obviously you got travel plans. You got all the bullshit. Yeah. You probably got Pitbull and. You know Jennifer Lopez tweets booked <laughs> up, so they got to make sure that they can clear their schedules, and you know Mr. Worldwide can be there. So can't change yeah. Mark Anthony's schedule last minute. Not- <laughs> Cannot fuck with Mark Anthony's schedule, folks. Make sure you're not fucking with your schedule. Make sure you're following Trainwreck Sports everywhere. Can make sure you're following our awesome guests. Okay, first of course we have Greg Thompson. You know him. You love him. Your friendly neighborhood timeline guy. Cover one. Make sure you're following at G R E G T O M P S E T and Josh Potter. Here's the thing. I was talking with Al and I was like, 
I was trying to remember Josh's show, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's the Josh Potter show, but it just sounded like a trick, <laughs> a trick answer. It sounded like a trick answer of what you would think if you couldn't think of it. But of course, <laughs> it is the Josh Potter show. Make sure you're going following over there. Uh, all kinds of awesome stuff. Josh, who's you, who are you working on as guests? Give me a dream guest because you've had some crazy people on your show. Um, I can't think. I guess a dream guest would be Marshawn Lynch. Honestly, that would be the mm, biggest be dream that. guest. I used to interview him when he was here back in 2009 when I was going into the locker room. Fitzpatrick's up there. I'm actually very much working on him since he's doing stuff now. Yeah, um, I miss talking to him as well. I used to see all those guys in the locker room when I was on Shren Reagan. But, um, you know, I think coming up, we're going to have Andrew Santino for real and uh, a couple other people I just talked to. So I'm excited bunch of comics out here in la will be on the show in the, in the next couple of weeks for sure are you still touring oh yeah we got shows in southern i'll be in buffalo i can announce this because they just went on sale i haven't posted about them yet but i'll be in buffalo the week of christmas the 22nd to 23rd two shows at helium so uh come on up to buffalo oh i can already write that marketing campaign christmas came early potter's in the building baby <laughs> Love it. Let's go. And we got a lot coming up. So, yeah, we'll be at Rec Room Sunday. Obviously, make sure you get there if you want to hang out with us uh, for the Bills game. Al, anything else? Yeah, uh, two things. One, that that will be my Helium Redemption tour after my first yeah. performance. <laughs> HRT. Um, Josh. What I, happened? It was my mom's birth. It was an anniversary for my mom or her birthday. And let's just say I decided to speak up in the crowd. And I'll never do that. Oh, again. that's hilarious. Who was that with? I forgot the lady's name. She, she, they flew her in from Cleveland actually because the headliner bailed. I'll figure it out and I'll DM you or something. But it was very okay. embarrassing. She was calling me Alice. Oh um, boy! I looked Amish because I was wearing my weird hat. It was just, she got me good. And Mary I'll, Santora. That was that her name. It sounds kind of familiar. I'm just throwing names out there. I can't it's, think of any. Yeah, let, let's just say. So, like I said, Redemption Tour Christmas cannot awesome. wait. Yeah, please. For you okay. there. I'll, and I will keep my mouth shut and watch you. And Come on uh, my, out. Second, you can talk. <laughs> my second thing, and I feel even more stupid about this. I didn't realize the MLB playoffs changed this year. Where there's I, like uh, three wildcard teams. I'm excited about it. And I think uh, I think the Phillies are going to make the playoffs for the first time in it, 10 years. Yeah, I'm looking at I, I had no idea that the top two get a buy. In the AL and NL, and it's the third versus the three versus the six and the four versus five. I've been yeah, gambling. It's crazy. I feel like I feel so stupid. And this is new information to me. Yeah, Greg, it's going to be a there's fun no, October. Greg loves baseball. Th there's no I more. There is no more winning. Go home. It's a best of three series that first week of the playoffs. Yep. I yeah, I absolutely did not know that. If you guys think I don't know a lot about hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the beauty of the internet and the beauty of here at Trainwreck Tonight 261. Yep. You don't need to know everything to just simply go on and talk about it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to our guests, Josh Potter, Greg Townsend. Thank you to my co-host, Al. Make sure you're following Trainwreck Sports. Wait, where again? Apple, Spotify, Spotify YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> Thank you, Josh Allen. Everybody, go do your thing. Tailgate talk is coming up in 90 seconds on Trainwreck Sports. So go do your thing. Go have a time and go make sure to have a good, good night. night now. Good night now.